Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Ten randomly selected questions. One person's reputation on the line. This is Trampled Bet Versus The Lockdown Football Quiz with John Walker Today's competitor is Carl McFadden from the Football CFB Podcast Cal, thanks very much for joining us can you just tell people, because you we've just talked there, you're just a new podcast, but the podcast has been pretty much unavoidable now that people are seeing it. Um, we talked about the Daily Record article. Can you just talk through a couple of the guests you've had on recently and a couple of podcasts you've got coming up? <laughs> well, in terms of guests I've had so far, I've had Craig Brown, former Scotland manager, Alan Stubbs, obviously, on the Hibs Cup win. I've had Mark Warburton on his time at Down South and also his time at Rangers. A five-part series with Joey Barton where he didn't hold back on Newcastle, QPR and Rangers. And in terms of guests coming up, I've got Matt Letissi coming up and I've got an England international, but I'm not going to name him at the moment because <laughs> um, I'm not going to name him until neither the time. But the guests are, are, are keep on coming and I'm really excited to bring them to you. Um, what made you get involved and start doing the podcast and go down the route you're going and getting footballs? Well, basically, when I left school, um, I had the grades to go for kind of sports journalism and broadcasting, and I was going to go for that. That was always kind of my dream, or it still is. And um, people had said to me and my family and people within the industry said, look, see if you don't really know anybody, the chances are you're not going to get in, and you'll get a degree, and you might end up just having to do something else anyway. So another passion of mine was was always education and teaching. So I thought, you know, see, see instead of taking the gamble and maybe ending up having to do a postgrad and get into teaching anyway, I'm just going to commit to teaching, do the four-year course, get straight in and, and muck in and, 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 and go down that route and see where it takes me. And I absolutely love teaching. I'm a primary teacher in Inverclyde and I absolutely love it. But as I say, football media has always been the dream and I'm just there the dream and seeing how far it can go. Um, so far, it's been been unbelievable. It might stagnate at some point, but I'm just going to ride the crest of the wave for as long as I possibly can. No, I am. So anyone, so I, I think a lot of people down in England... Um, Except we had a Portsmouth fan on yesterday, so the Portsmouth fan might have zero interest in listening to Matt Letizia talk about how good he was in the Premier League for Southampton. But yeah, it's, well, that's the thing. So it's football CFB. Football CFB, and on Twitter it's at football under slash CFB. You can get the podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Anchor FM, all the major ones, Podbean. And if you just search football CFB, unique, unique football content, you'll get it. Right, excellent. Um, so, this quiz, I've got 100 questions listed from four different categories, which is World Cup, European Championships, European Cup competitions, and British football. They're in a random order. They get re uh, reorganised every guest that's been on. You will just choose numbers 1 to 100. We'll take it from there. You'll answer as best you can. You'll get a score. Um, the only thing I would ask is my co-host is on 2 out of 10. So, if you can at least make sure he's still bottom, 
by the end of this podcast, I'll be very happy. <laughs> well, I'll try my best. Um, if you just want to fire off and give me your first number. I'll go with number seven. Number seven. This has come up so many times again. Which manager was due to manage Scotland at the 1958 World Cup, but had to withdraw through illness? So the 1958 World Cup, Scotland manager had to withdraw due to illness. Who was it? Oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, Sir Matt Busby. That is correct. <laughs> oh, I'm happy with that. I was, I was nervous with that. Off to a flyer. Um, that's came up, I think, seven times now, and it's only been answered correctly twice. Most people have. Most people have said they don't know. I went Bill Shankly. See, one of the things that's like when when, it, when you said fifty-eight. Part of you think kind of the managers of that era, and you think maybe Shankly, as you say, Jock Steen, and then you go, no, nah, well, Jock Steen took Scotland obviously on a lot later. So, with Sir Matt, as soon as I seen 58, I thought, well, it's got to be Matt for the, for the circumstances. <laughs> right, so we're off to a flyer. So, what's your second one? Got to go random, got to go 92. This one has appeared a lot as well. Which teams, plural, won the 97 98 season, English Premier League and the Scottish Premier League? 97-98 is a half point for each. I'm going to go Arsenal because I think they won the double that season in England. I could be wrong with that. Could have been United, but I think Arsenal won the double because Wenger came in around about that time. So I'm going to go Arsenal for down south and then up here, um, Celtic. That's correct. So it's quite it's quite funny to see that one. So it's normally, if you're down in England, you remember Wenger coming in and then the season later when he got his signings in, um, Arsenal winning the double and kind of knocking Man United off their, their pedestal. And if you're up here, you probably remember... If you're if you're a Rangers and Celtic fan, you remember the season for very different reasons. Yeah, well, that's it. With the, that was the thing, as you say, um, with the, the sort of Rangers going for 10 in a row that year as well. So a massive season in Scottish football. And next season, of, well, who knows when it's going to end up, but we're probably <laughs> going to be in for another one of those kind of blockbuster seasons soon. I, I, I'm, I'm a Rangers fan myself. I'm trying to keep my opinions very, very quiet on that now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're two for two. What's number three? I've got to go 50. Bang in the middle. In 1994, who, which player scored an own goal to knock out his country and was later assassinated upon his return? I'll take a half point for the team, so the nation that he's from, and a half point for the surname, so you don't need the full name. Escobar, Colombia. Oh, there you go. I mean, you're getting no bonus points. Pablo Escobar. Well, that was the that was the other one, I. <laughs> I, I just know. I, I, in terms of his first name, I'm not sure. The only reason I know is because there's a documentary, The Two Escobars, and if you've not seen it, it's absolutely tremendous. Yeah, I, I was recommending it to a few people, and that that was how the that was how I kind of constructed the question. All these questions are pretty much taken from, well, either my brain or they've come up in quizzes that I've been doing for the last three weeks between my friends and different things on Twitter just to pass the time. So you're free for free. Nobody's went four for four yet to open up. So this could be a new record if you want to choose your next number. I'm going to go 44. 44. In the 2004 UEFA Cup final, Valencia beat Marseille 3-0. Who was the Valencia manager that day? 2004. Rafa Benitez. It was Rafa Benitez. That was his last game in charge of Valencia before joining <laughs> Liverpool. I mean, I was nervous. I thought I was worried that you were going to say no. He just left because <laughs> I know it was at that time scale. 
I thought, no, he just left. I thought, it's a gamble, but thank God. Uh, <laughs> right. between him and Ranieri. Uh, we're, we're 100, but I, Ranieri, that was the way that, um, that's the way I spoke to someone who got it wrong before they'd said Ranieri. And I had said that if like you follow the timeline, was that was Ranieri's last year at Chelsea because it was Arsenal's unbeaten ah. season and it was up against Ranieri before Mourinho came in. So, right. What's your fifth question? I'll go 18. At France 98, Michael Owen scored an outstanding solo goal against Argentina. The game finished two each. What score did his goal make it? So is it 1-0, 1-1, 2-1 or 2-2? Doesn't matter who it's to. 1-0. His goal actually made it 2-1 to England. Well, four out of five. I will point out, nobody's nobody's got nine or ten yet, so you're still on track to, to be the top scorer. Question number six, what number are you going for? I'll go for 14. World Cup 2002. Which German midfielder missed the World Cup final due to suspension after scoring important goals in a 1-0 victory over USA in the quarterfinals and a 1-0 victory over South Korea in the semifinals? See, this is the thing now. You've got to think of a timeline here. Yeah. He had a horror. He had probably, without giving too much away, but I might not give anything away, he, he had probably the, the unluckiest four months that any footballer has ever had in his career. And I'll explain why after you answer. I just, I'm torn. Uh, Try to think of players for that either. <laughs> yeah, so World Cup. Torsten, Torsten Frings? It wasn't Torsten Frings, it was Michael Ballack. Oh, Damn. Michael Ballack got a yellow card against USA and a yellow card against South Korea in the semi finals. So he, in that season, in March, he lost the German Cup final with Bayer Leverkusen. In May, Bayern Munich beat Bayer Leverkusen to the title. A week later, Real Madrid beat Bayer Leverkusen in the Champions League final at Hamden. And then he missed a World Cup final, which Germany then lost. <laughs> so enough for the fair, though. <laughs> to be fair, I, I'd actually didn't know that as such an... What a resilience he had to bounce back to that and have a career he did because that's, that's brutal. I know. I could, people could uh, learn a thing or two because he still went on to be a massive, massive successful midfielder. I don't I don't actually think Bayer Leverkusen ever recovered from that season because they no, dropped, dropped low for a long time. Um, Very true. So you are, although you get your last two wrong, you're four out of six, you're still on course to be top, but you really need to start hitting your stride again. We'll go with 99. Which player scored the first ever English Premier League hat-trick? Was it A, Eric Cantona, or D, Andy Cole? The first ever Premier League hat-trick? Yep. Eric Cantona or Andy Cole? I'm going to say Cantona, but I think it's Cole. (laughs) It was Eric Cantona. Uh, Oh, yes. Do you know that we... We can't, and I know obviously he's an icon. I know obviously he was at Leeds and then went to United. But see, when you see, because it was the first ever, I'm thinking what '92. I thought Andy Cole was in fire for those couple of years before he got the move to Man United. I, I think, I think Andy Cole would come up through the divisions with Newcastle, with um, with Kevin Keegan in charge. So his first, I think Andy Cole's first Premier League year was '94. So the Premier League had obviously been underway for two years already. Ah, I see. 
I know. Uh, see, when you said first Premiership, I was excited there because the first Premiership goal was Nottingham Forest, and I'm sure it was Teddy Sheringham. It, it was Teddy. It was Nottingham Forest. I can't remember if it was Teddy Sheringham or Brian Dean, but it was definitely Forest. But I don't have that knowledge at hand. See, this is, what I, this is, this is the issue. I'm trying to do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you five out of seven. So you get three to go. If you can get all three right, you're the, you're the current leader. That sounds good. <laughs> so I'm to work towards I'll go. Next one I'll go. Number 10. <laughs> Which manager led Chelsea to their Europa League triumph in 2013? So not Champions League, Europa League triumph in 2013. Rafa, Rafa Benitez. I, I'm laughing because I, is that twice he's came up there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Both for Europa League as well. UEFA Cup, Europa League as well. That's right. That's mental. Right, so six out of eight. Right, so you need one to tie level at the top and two to win. Well, not win, sorry. Take the lead because they're still free to come on. Right. Um, next number. Right. Go number 11. <laughs> right, okay. This has come up a few times today. Which player has scored the most SPL goals in a single season? So not all time, just a single season. Uh, see, this is hard because... You know that you've got Larson, but you know you've got Boyd. So I know categorically uh, since the inception of the SPL, I know for a fact Chris Boyd is definitely the leading scorer. He's of all time, isn't he? Yeah, of all time. Uh, so this is a hard one. That's like Larson scored tons of goals, but obviously Boyd's got the overall record. But in my head, I'm trying to. I'm trying to intellectualise this for myself. Right, I'm going to go Larson, and I'll tell you why. Because although Boyd's the top ever, Boyd obviously played for a longer period, so I'm thinking Larson would be top in a season, considering he was a shorter period. Could have got it totally wrong, though. <laughs> no, you're correct. You're on seven out of nine. Um, so there was a season that Emmett Larson, I think, ended up on... I think he ended up on like 53 goals or something, because I, unfortunately I remember being at the game at Ibrox where... Moravchik scored two and then Larson went round Kloss and scored narrowly with his left foot and that was his 50th goal of the season but I think it was like his 39th SPL goal that year. That's insane. But yeah, so if you get this right, so if you can dig out a question that's got a half point each or just nail a question, you'll be you'll be the leading just now. So last I'll go point. number 20. Number 20. 20. At France 98, Zinedine Zidane scored two headers in the final. When France beat Brazil 3-0, who scored the other goal? I hate the fact there's, start, there's something riding in this. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't think... See, from what I remember, from what I'm thinking, from watching back, it wasn't a striker that got the other goal. <laughs> It was me. It was a midfielder as well. <laughs> Can't give you any clues. Uh, I'm torn between two. I'm torn between Josh Chayev and Petit. Uh, maybe Desai, actually. Definitely somebody that's played in England. That's what I remember. <laughs> <sighs> uh, do you know what? See, because I'm thinking of the... the, the 
form at the time and with the Arsenal double winning team, I'm going to go Petit. It was Emmanuel Petit. <laughs> no chance. It was, uh, and it, it wasn't even just that. It was also set up by substitute Patrick Vieira as well. There you go. See, I, I knew it wasn't a striker because everybody, when you say France of that era, you think Henri was coming through, Trezeguet coming through, um, but they weren't even starting really. Um, so, no, it's, um, I, I don't enjoy that. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was a Brazil Brazil corner lay on. It was on. It was on the break because Vieira had come on to replace. Might have been Givash, and I think they were pretty much playing with no strikers. The dam was playing up top. Um, Calm. What else you plan for the rest of the week? Is it just teaching and? Getting podcast ready. Well, that's it. Basically, the the routine I've got at the moment is um, doing the podcast. Obviously, the teaching's the bread and butter. So, getting making sure all the kind of teaching work's done and dusted, and then before I got onto the podcast stuff and cracking on with that, keeping myself as busy as possible. Um, one of the strange things happens during this lockdown: I get engaged, and then oh, the lockdown comes. So I've not <laughs> so I've not really had the chance to spend any real time with my fiance. So. <laughs> Marianne's up. She's up. Marianne's up in her own house. I'm in mine. So we're communicating via FaceTime and modern technology. But it's, it's just one of these things. You, yeah, you get engaged. You'll have a party, etc. We're due to go to Portugal on holiday, etc. And that's all. I all needs to wait for now. So you can't write it. No, it, it's a very bizarre situation. Um, again, I really appreciate you joining. Um, we'll be in touch with the the scores and the end of it and when the podcasts are coming out. But just thanks again for coming on. Not any time uh, you need to speak to me or want to speak to me. I'm happy to give you any of my time. And if Ray's listening, you're going down, Ray. <laughs> hey, speak to you soon, mate. Bye-bye. Take care. This podcast was written and produced by John Walker and Gary Black. For more of our podcast, please visit tramplebet.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.